Wow. Um, okay. So Sorry. Guys, deep thoughts. Deep thoughts. <laughs> super awesome deep thoughts. So, that, you guys, that is the end. Uh, VMGM, Vagabond Media, good morning. And so, take a deep breath. Welcome to the Web3 Writers Hour. I'm C.D. Demicio. I'm joined by co-hosts Edward Carpenter, Riona Morgan. We've got our friends Odd Writings, Indefatigable, E.R. Donaldson, Authored Style here. And, of course, if, you, if you're here on the space, you see me, C.D., also, as well as the Vagabond Media uh, icons, profiles. So I want to hand it over to Edward Carpenter. I know you've got a lot, a lot to talk about uh, this week on the Web3 Writers Hour. So I just want to hand it to you, sir. Uh, thank you. I guess the um, first thing that I would uh, mention is uh, that, you know, we had a really successful event, what I thought was a successful event in our group. Um, we competed, I think, in the last month of last year in the, uh, you know, the T2 um, Friends Who Write Challenge, and we ended up winning it. And that was nice. Uh, so I got my um, winnings deposited and what I'd committed mentally to doing with them is uh, to uh, give give that back to the community. Um, and the way that I'm intending to do that is to uh, use my share to uh, essentially buy up, um, I think it's about 30 copies of the Arts and Poetry, you know, Volume 2 journal. Um, I could do Volume 1, I guess, as well. Maybe I'll split it half and half. And those... Um, those will be gifted to uh, 30 or so lucky lucky contenders, anybody who's interested in arts and poetry. Um, and that will do two things. One, it will hopefully get, uh, get arts and poetry into more people's hands and accounts. Uh, but what it'll, it'll also do is to make sure that um, some of my good fortune uh, trickles down to people around the world, you know, in Brazil and Turkey uh, and Kenya, you know, my, my distributed network of friends. Um, so anybody who was a contributor to one of those two volumes will see some, a little bit of Tez magically appear in their account. And um, I guess I will see a little bit magically appear in my account as well. And then hopefully we'll see, you know, maybe some interest in this project picked up. So I'll try and post something up in the nest. I'm throwing uh, Cosmos doing an art tank again this week. This is a good time. I just started about three hours ago. Um, so I'll post it in there. And yeah, interested to see what will happen. Edward, on that, I'm uh, I'm I'm curious about uh, the 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 people that you're that you are thinking of giving away or not not you're, you you want to give away uh, you know copies of the arts and poetry magazine to certain you know certain individuals. It'd be kind of neat if those individuals were themselves publishers of some sort, so that they could, uh, you know, come across uh, some of the some of the content within the within the article, and uh, hopefully recognize some talent. That's a great idea. If you have any uh, recommendations, um, and especially if you happen to know their their Tez address, uh, definitely uh, worth a DM to me, uh, probably, or maybe some chat in our arts and poetry. Um, project dm chain uh but i think that's a great idea um i'm happy to uh to take any ideas on board i think i'm going to commit to give uh 10 away to anybody who interacts with the um the post on cosmos thread uh but then there'll be uh, 20 more copies that we can figure out what's the best way to again um 
reward those who are interested and interact and also those who might be influencers. So if you have any idea or also um, any other ideas. So I have one idea, and, and my idea is I would love someone to write a review of Arts and Poetry 1 and 2 uh, for the next issue of Vagabond Magazine. I would love to have that in there. Um, I can't commit to writing it myself, but if someone wants to write a review and get it to us, that would be amazing. We'd love to feature it. We'd love to, you know, to help promote it and hopefully to let people know about this amazing resource and the amazing artists and writers that have contributed to it. Send to me. I'll take care of it. That would be great, ER. Um, if you drop me your Tezos address, uh, I will make sure that I get you a copy of each. Will do. Thank you. Reviewer's copy. I think this is the first time for Arts and Poetry. Woohoo! Ooh, awesome. I'm famous. <laughs> okay. Uh, so moving on uh, a little bit, like uh, we talked about this in the BMGM, and that is the uh, the seeming demise of Riedel. Um, we hope that that's not true and doesn't come to play, but it does leave a hole in our hearts and also a hole in our options to publish in Web3. Uh, Riona, I wanted to ask you, I know you were working with Karsten and Creatokia most recently out of all of us. Have you have you heard anything from them? What, do you know anything about what's going on with Creatokia or what they're doing? I I hi everyone. I'm Rihanna Morgan. Uh, let's see. So I don't have really enough information to say with any certainty, but I do believe they're transforming a little bit into some more uh, digital audio versions of works. And so I don't know what that's going to entail, but I know that I believe that they're still going strong. I believe that they still have um, books and literature and things at the forefront of their um, thought process. And I, but I believe that they're also transitioning a bit to pull in some of the audio versions of these works. And so I need to get back in touch with them and get back in contact with them um, and get that project rolling again, because I just kind of took some time um, transitioning to the new year. And so I just haven't been back and and I just need to get back back in touch with them. And um, Edward, I love the your idea um, and for um, spreading love for arts and poetry around. I, I'm an honored participant, an honored contributor to both of those editions, and I just really think that that's just a, a beautiful use of the winnings. And I have been trying to brainstorm what I would like to do with my winnings, and I definitely want to put it back into the Web3 literary community and I don't know if we want to do, if I want to do something um, where we can all um, pull together our energies and, and our passions to help other people be more informed about Web3 and Web3 writing and the different opportunities that exist in the space. And so I, I have a couple of ideas percolating, which we'll maybe talk about in the coming episodes. Oh my gosh, Rihanna, you're gonna do us like that? Come on, you can you can share a little bit, right? 
I can. I can. I mean, so one of them you've heard over and over because I keep talking about it and it's to do a Web3 writers like retreat or a Web3 writers, maybe virtual retreat um, or a Web3 writers, I don't know, a conference because there's so many of us who have such experience in not only traditional publishing, but also Web3 publishing and what we can do as writers to come together, to work together. And so that's that's where my immediate thought was, is like, oh, I want to do that. And, you know, um, anything that you do this large scale like that takes capital and having the little bit of winnings, you know, that that ended up in my wallet, I think, oh, that would be great. I would love to to sponsor, host, help create whatever, you know, if Vagabond Magazine and Page Dow wanted to partner to bring bring this about. I don't know. I'm putting everybody on the spot with this idea, but that's just what I'm thinking. So yes, ER, please. So in-person per- in con- conference, totally up my alley. And I was unfortunate to miss out on the opportunity for the Web3 Writers Union, but Mythic North would co- co-sponsor. Um, I'm like, I would love that. I would love to meet you guys in person. And I think it's a brilliant idea. You know, I got to say as much as Hawaii is like always like, Oh, we should do it in Hawaii because it's beautiful, but it's so expensive to get here. And it's so freaking expensive in Hawaii. So, you know, I think if we do something like that, I've never been I've been to Michigan, but only briefly, but I've never been to Detroit and I've got family history in Detroit. So ER, maybe the place to set that up would be in Detroit, like a sort of central. It would be a place where everybody could go. Just a just a thought. Maybe Michigan oh. and Detroit. <laughs> if you were going to do it in Michigan, you would want would want to do it in Grand Rapids or Traverse, Traverse City. Uh, Detroit is overrated. But, you know, I, I I would be happy to coordinate. I actually do a lot of event planning in my job. I'd be more than happy to facilitate. You know, if I could have all you brilliant minds in one room, it would be worth the effort. It's amazing. Amazing what happens on this space. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to change gears just a little bit. Uh, Edward, during... Uh, VMGM, you brought up Snow Crash, which we had talked about discussing on the Web3 Writers Hour in the past. So so I bought I bought a copy and I'd read it a long time ago and I started reading it and I was like, okay, I'm going to read one chapter and then I'm going to write about what I think about the chapter and then I'll wait until after we talk about it. But I started reading it and I honestly couldn't wait. And I'm, I'm about three quarters of the way through it. I've been binge reading it. And such an amazing book but also uh, in such a sort of dated style. Has anybody else started reading Snow Crash yet since since we talked about this? I mean, Snow Crash is just the seminal book, aside from my friend William Gibson, uh, Neil Stevenson. It's like the forefather of the metaphor. <laughs> it's like everything. I wanted to be Hero, the protagonist, when I was a kid. So it changed my life. Indy, if there's anybody among us that is hero protagonist, it's you. 
All right. So, so Edward, um, geez, I was hoping maybe we could talk about this. So you guys, Epic Dylan, when he was on here with us, uh, when we talked about this, he said that snacks, S N A X, the, the founder of pizza Dow, uh, will actually give people a copy of snow crash if they haven't read it. So, so if you want to read snow crash and be part of the conversation, you should reach out to snacks, find them and see if that's true. I can't guarantee that he'll give you a copy. And, I got to say, Riona, Edward, you guys make me um, make me feel like I should do better things with my part of the winnings from the Web3 Writers Union. But, you know, I did pay gas fees to get all of the uh, all of your winnings to you guys. That was that wasn't too much. It's like twenty five bucks. And I'm also going to continue paying the hosting and stuff like that for Vagabond magazine. So uh, not nearly as noble, not nearly as big as uh, as what you guys are doing. But uh man, you guys are inspiring. You guys make me into a better person just by being around you both and hearing you and not just you two, but, but everyone that's here. So thank you so much for that. Edward, what are your thoughts on, on Stevenson's style in snow crash? Have you had any issues with that style? Has it been hard for you to follow at all? Uh, no, I actually, I love it. Um, it is one of the things I, I really like about his work and it, um, it develops even more, I think, um, as it goes on, I, I think it's he starts with just uh, these kind of weird, random uh, people doing weird, random things, or sometimes very generic people. I think Reamed, he has like a guy is just going to his his family Christmas in the Midwest, which is terrible. Um, and but there's also a uh, a you know, a, a terrorist, um, a very charismatic terrorist who's off doing um, charismatically terrorist things and and there's a spy and and these people seem very disconnected yet somehow in the end he brings it all together um and in a pretty marvelous way and and really makes you think he puts the thinking into the book as well and and kind of lures you in um so i don't have a problem with style actually enjoy it maybe aspire to it even um but i will say that uh, if if you're finding it a a slog through the, the book itself. Uh, I'm currently just listening to it on Audible whenever I'm driving around, um, and it's a very well made uh, audiobook, very well voiced, and interesting sound effects. A little bit old school, but um, nope. Actually, that's uh, that's something I enjoy is is his writing style. Um, that's that I also really enjoy. Uh, William Gibson can never go wrong with him. Okay, so so I think my issue with the style is. And maybe this doesn't come through in the audiobook version, but in the written version, he's he's using this style. It's very like late 1980s, early 1990s of like making just everything into an acronym. Like there's just so many acronyms, so many letters and initials that I actually end up sort of getting a little bit lost in all his inventive acronyms. And uh, and maybe that's just because I'm old. And my brain doesn't function as well as it used to. But hmm. go ahead, Edward. Maybe it's because I spent so long in the uh, the Marines and the UN and, and various parts of the world that really love to use their acronyms. Um, but yeah, just uh, that was actually one of the things I, I just finished um, the final revisions on uh, the the book that I'm writing about the uh, my time with the UN. And one of the things was so many of the we just always used acronyms even in daily life and to try to explain to some of the beta readers that. Uh, uh, well, we never called that guy. We always just called him the FC, and everybody knew that was the force commander. Um, and they're like, "Well, but that that doesn't make sense." Um, and then we're like, "Yeah." And the WFP and the FAO, and we're going to go over and see the um, the SPLA. 
Uh, it was just the way things were. And then you have to, uh, maybe I actually have to spell some of these things out. Um, yeah, maybe that's why I'm I'm uh, resistant to the the virus or the acronyms in his uh, thing. Where where I thought it gets a, a little bit dense is there's this one point where he is talking to an AI, and this is actually extremely um, extremely um, precognizant. He essentially invented Chat GPT in his librarian AI that can answer everything, but doesn't can't do context really well and. Um, and yeah, at some point, the AI is just telling him about these gods of Sumer, and this one goddess has like seven different names. She's called this by these people and that by those people, and she's good to some, bad to others. Uh, and it gets really in-depth there. Um, but yeah, it, I guess you love it or hate it. But for me, it, it's all about the ideas. Um, there are some really deep and good ideas that are worth resetting your brain with from time to time. And the fact that it holds up after, God, 20-some years, interesting. Hey, I haven't seen it, but uh, sounds right up my alley. You know, more of a reader than uh, a web threer. Um, you know, somebody please send me this this, this work because it's uh, it, it sounds amazing. Yeah, er, I'll uh, I'll send you the details on that one. Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson. He's the one who actually invented the term metaverse in this novel. So that's that's where the term metaverse comes from. Is from this novel. Um, so I didn't do this on purpose, you guys, but the conversation that we're having right now is a perfect opportunity for me to tell you that lately I have been publishing my unreleased novel, uh, Hassan Isaba, which is the story of the 10th century warlord in, uh, in the Middle East who, the leader of the Hashishans, I read you guys part of it before. So I've been publishing it on scent as an audio book. It's unreleased and I've been publishing it on scent. And right now at the top of my profile, that's the CD Gmonk profile, you'll find chapter eight of this. And, and this chapter is crazy because it's less about the story of Hassani Saba, but it's more about understanding the complexities of the religious and political world that he exists within. And if you're interested in comparative religion, if you're interested in the politics of the Middle East, Europe, Islam, Christianity, this will be a really interesting chapter to listen to. And as always, it's free to listen to. You can just go there. You don't have to buy it. They're a buck ninety-nine a chapter. Uh, if you want to support me and the work that I do, awesome, buy it. But uh, so far, I think one chapter has sold. That's it out of all of them. So I'm on like chapter ten now. But hopefully, people are listening. That is one complaint I have about Scent is I don't have any way to see how many people have listened. And since I'm not seeing comments or anything. It could be anywhere from zero to, you know, maybe it's already a, an audio favorite among people. I don't know. But I would love if you guys went and listened to it. And I think you'll enjoy it, actually. It's a pretty doggone good book. And in terms of Neil Stevenson, maybe I get as in the weeds as I felt like he did with this particular chapter. So if you like that, go give it a listen. So, so CD, just to, just to verify, that's vagabond.sense.co, correct? That is correct. It's V-A-G-O-B-O-N-D dot sent dot C-O. And I really didn't come on here to shill my work, but since I have shilled my work, I want to open it up to you guys. Who else would like to shill their work here? We're Web3 writers. We all have work to shill. So why don't you guys go ahead and do some shilling? I'll shill. 
I'll, I'll, I'll happily shill. I have, uh, so, so I started, uh, uh, I, I write these poems, you guys know, uh, palindrome, word unit palindrome poems. And uh, so I started a new one, uh, uh, My Cat Breaks Into Vowels. And the poem's all written uh, because I always have the poem written first before I actually write the book. Uh, and so uh, most of it is like connecting everything together. So, uh, so if you go to my scent profile, uh, <laughs> which is oddwritings.scent.co, you'll see that I'm going to start putting free NFTs there. And if you collect enough of the NFTs, then uh, I'll put your name and any website you want uh, in the supporters page within the physical book. This is what I did with the previous book. Uh, it can't be, it, you can't put a website that has a, that's, that's like a, a bookstore because the Amazon won't, won't allow it. Uh, and uh, the same thing with a, an NFT marketplace for weird, weird reasons. But, uh, but in any case, uh, it's, it's a, a way that I use to sort of drum up interest in the book. So uh, that's my shill. I'll go ahead and show myself like it's. Uh, so Mythic North Press was originally launched to uh, publish my works, but it's become so much more than that. We published a brilliant anthology with a lot of the people here present contributing. Uh, but we also brought on two more authors recently for novels that we released uh one uh one of them will definitely be released in 2024 the other we're targeting for early 2025 so um if you haven't yet subscribed to our newsletter go to mythicnorth.com and subscribe to the newsletter i'll keep you updated on all the uh the current developments that are coming forward this year edward you don't got to raise your hand not a show for me, but um, ER, I actually have a, uh, a friend, uh, another former Marine, um, PJ Way. Uh, he was, we had a, a conversation, I think, right before the, the end of the year um, about publishing. Um, are you doing these strictly as Web3 offerings, or is it going to be that Mythic North um, puts it out in, in Web3 and paperback in um, EPUB? etc um or are you strictly focused on web3 because i think he's looking for a publisher um and maybe you're the kind of publisher he would be interested in they're a combination uh like it's to be honest it's uh uh upon review it's a thousand dollar advance and then uh 80 royalties after that both web2 and web3 um, so yeah, definitely send me his contact info. I'd I'd love to meet him. Okay, I will arrange a uh, um, virtual introduction. Uh, he's a good guy and has done some interesting stuff on Web three. Um, so my guess is his writing quality is pretty good. But obviously, publishers have to determine that for themselves. Uh, the only show I guess I would do is um, I did throw a link uh, up in the the nest. It's just to um, my reply to Cosmo's um, latest art tank, but it does feature the arts and poetry. It does feature um, the fact that whether or not Cos and X copy and Rollbit collect a copy, um, we'll be giving away 10 copies to people who interact um, with that tweet, and we'll see if we can get a little bit of interest going. So if anybody wanted to do something um, 
Uh, for my shill of the morning, it would just be to interact with that uh, and try and get some momentum. I think that uh, uh, X kind of shadow bans me because I'm not, um, I'm too neurodivergent for X. I tweet about politics and Web3 and kittens, and um, I, I don't think the algorithm knows where to put me. So that's an interesting point, Edward. I don't know if you saw recently I posted something. I think that we've all been siloed by association, not necessarily with you, not necessarily with me, but I, I think that a, a great many of us have been siloed by association with Web3 stuff uh, on X. And I'm not positive about that, but but it does seem to be the case that uh, that a lot of the people that see my posts are also having the same thing with people not seeing their posts except me and, and some others. So it does seem to be like a silo situation. Uh, while we're talking about publishers, I want to give Riona Morgan the chance to talk about Whitney Morgan Publishing, which is her publishing arm. Uh, left arm or right arm? I don't know. Riona, go ahead. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So Whitney Morgan Media is up and running here in the new year, and it is a publishing company that really focuses on celebrating and honoring the writer. And it is uh, bridging the gap from traditional publishing in Web 2 and the publishing in Web 3. And so Whitney Morgan Media also has a merchandise store called Story, where anyone who publishes with uh, Whitney Morgan Media gets a series of their own within the store. And it's uh, for writers, by writers. And so really, it's just this experience for a writer coming in, wanting to publish in the traditional sense as well as in Web3, but they get to tailor what they want for their own wishes. They get to say, oh, yes, I would like this book here and I would like this art here or, you know, it really is, it really is something that really celebrates the author and what they're hoping for and what they're wishing for. And so it's had some really great first publishing publications and it publishes worldwide in in audio book ebook and paperback and also will um hopefully when page dow is up and racing around you know as we're all dreaming it will partner with page dow as a place for people to have a settling spot where they can be um centralized in in the web three space as well and, and acquire fans there and connection with their readers and other writers in the web three space. And so, yeah, it's so exciting. And, and, um, it is by, it's really by word of mouth. I have not advertised at all. And, and I have <laughs> more writers than I know what to do with <laughs> currently. So, um, it's very exciting and I, and I'm so, so looking forward to all of the amazing things that we're going to do. And I can't wait to, to talk with ER Donaldson and maybe we can do some partnership work there and really, um, change, help change the face of publishing so that people have a place to be that honors them and celebrates them. And so that's, that's what I am all about. So thank you very much. Well, I got to say that, you know, Mythic North Press and Whitney Morgan Media and Vagabond uh, Media Group, 
there is some partnership stuff happening there. We've got a uh, a little anthology we're putting together and figuring out the details on. So uh, we won't go too much into the details of that. But I did notice when I went to the story, there was already some Page Down merch there. Indefatigable, would you please update us on the latest and the greatest of Page Down and what people can do to be involved, where they should go, what they should look at on you on the spot? I'm going to say definitely go to pagedow.org, uh, get a membership NFT if you can. This is pure alpha. Um, definitely see about what liquidity options you might want to do on now we're on multiple chains um, and stay tuned. <laughs> That's cryptic. I'm sorry. We're going to change your name to Indecryptifatigable, maybe. Uh, Edward Carpenter, why don't you round us out and uh, fix that horrible statement that I just made somehow? So, Andy, just a really quick question. If we already hold one of the original tokens, does that token carry out um, for all years, or do we need to purchase a new card every year? And I know we're yes. running a little over. I'll, I'll pass it back to Vegamon for the, um, the GM and the Aloha in one second. Tokens are good forever um, when you purchase a membership. Yep. Awesome. Page Dow is forever. CD, do you want to close us out? I am happy to close us out. So you guys, some of the greatest concepts in the world come from the beautiful island nation of Hawaii, which is a state but was a nation and really should be a nation. But we're in the middle of the Pacific. We're standing here. Uh, thousands of miles from everywhere, and there's this concept of aloha. It means we all breathe the same air. It means hello. It means goodbye. It means all kinds of love, seven kinds, maybe eight, nine, ten kinds. But when we say aloha, what we're saying is we're one and the same, and we're all together in this, you know, this life that we're in. So we'd like to close out the VMGM Web3 Writers Hour with everybody just opening their mics and saying aloha. So we'll do it at the count of three. One, two, three. great to great to catch up with you guys and uh i'm so glad to be here again thank you all for coming and i'm going to close out the space glad to be here again thank you all for coming and I'm going to close out the space.